C. Hill is not a doctor and does not claim to be a doctor or licensed in any type of medical field. Don't be an idiot and use anything heard on the show as medical advice. This information should be used for educational purposes only and you should contact your doctor for any medical advice. Now get off me. Welcome to Kick It Naturally. I'm Kenna McEnroe and I'm here with T.C. Hale, author, now... Ugh. Yeah, I'm a now. <laughs> I'm an author and a now. Nerf. She meant to say Nerf yeah, ball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, boy. It's deja vu. This is deja vu to me. We should record this show. Mm. Should we start over? Yeah. No, oh. we recorded it. Oh, great. For everybody to hear. <laughs> it's permanent. Oh, it's forever. It's forever. It's never going away. I'll always be a nerf. Uh-huh. You are a nerf. And to my left is Hottie Patati Will Schmidt, fitness trainer to the stars oh, extraordinaire. Yeah, you, you got that right. Yeah. I try. That one she did perfectly. Uh-huh. <laughs> I practice on Will's intro. <laughs> Hey, did I tell you about this placebo effect that I heard about <laughs> somewhere one time? Where did you hear about that? That's so I, weird. I learned that I check out. Or that yep. the body renews itself. Uh-huh, uh-huh, exactly. And I hope that my husband's not listening to any of these episodes because I always say, you don't listen to me. <laughs> and he'll be like, hey, you don't listen either, okay? Mm-hmm. So if you didn't hear last episode, we discovered I don't listen all the time. <laughs> but if you didn't listen to last week's episode, you really need to to listen to this one or you don't count. You don't yeah. qualify. Yeah. Because we went over some stuff. And they're not going back over it, people. No, because we tried to go over one thing and it took 45 minutes. Ever. 45 minutes mm-hmm. later, we still weren't finished with that one thing. So, uh, but we went over a lot of the basics of chronic pain, which is part two of what we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. And part I remember Ravisi. Good job. All that. Good job. All right. Okay. Okay, so today's continued topic is chronic pain. Dun, 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 dun. We didn't get sound effects. We talked about getting sound effects, and then we didn't get sound effects. We ordered them. They'll be shipped in. Okay. All right. We ordered each sound effect separately. All right. Uh, so if you have not liked us on Facebook, go ahead to kick it in the nuts. That's where we post our future show topics. You guys can ask any questions you want on that topic. And if you want to hear something that we haven't already done, then go ahead. I mean, we pretty much talked about every single human element you can have. We can start talking about animals and yeah, things next, too. Yeah, next week is sheep. Yeah. So we'll cover some stuff with sheep. An anabolic sheep. Uh-huh. <laughs> anabolic sheep are delicious. Right. I was going to say we hadn't talked about bad haircuts, but we did yet. We did last last week. (laughs) Okay, so let's... we need to get into questions pretty pretty quickly on this All one so that right. we ma- make sure that we actually answer some. Okie dokie. Julie, turn 50, blah, 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 turn 50 last year and now it seems like all efforts to exercise end up with injury. So I've tried to avoid two syndrome, as my chiropractor calls it, too much, too soon. But even taking it slow, I end up aching. It's not sore muscle pain. That I can handle. And don't mind because it tells me I worked my muscles and it is usually better later the same day. But it's like a deep ache in the nooks and crannies as I tried to describe it to my husband. It's in my joints all over, but not like an arthritis pain. I'll rest a couple of days and it goes away. Start exercising again and after a week or so, it comes back. I don't feel I'm making progress exercising. Can it be related to anabolic catabolic imbalances? Any ideas how to get past this? Don't exercise. That's good advice, Kenneth. And I think, uh, didn't James, he just replied to something from Julie's. I uh, didn't see it. Oh, oh, James. <laughs> oh, good Lord, y'all. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a long one. 
It, it is already. <laughs> and I don't know where that's at. Here it is. James from Nixon, Missouri. Julie, I can tell you that joints and ligaments take much longer to get used to regular exercise than do muscles. Keep at it and you stretch before and stretch before and ev- and after every time you exercise. It gets better. You are making progress. It's like one of those it gets better videos that everybody was, you know, mm, I don't know making what that is. going around the internet. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, it was never mind. Is it I've I've heard about Menudo. They're a band or something. No, this was That's like old. an It Gets Better campaign. Oh, okay. Yeah, for gay rights and stuff. LGBT. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't know about that. Um, so you know, one thing that really jumped out, uh, Julie, besides her birthday, happy birthday, Julie. Ah. She just turned fifty. Whoa. No, that was last year. Oh, look who's not paying attention now. Boys. But then if it was last year, it would have come around again. Well, so she would have had a birthday again. Yeah, and it did happen. <laughs> it did happen then. So, yeah, happy birthday. Okay, so, well, I don't see why you got to steal Julie's happy birthday wish away. I'm and not. Give her nothing. I'm saying happy birthday. But one thing is that it sounds like every time she tries to work out, she injures something. So was that, that kind of makes my brain go to someone who kind of falls apart a lot. And it, a lot Maybe of body parts. Very huh? good. So I, I wonder if Julie is leaning too catabolic. And, um, you know, when when all these tissues and connective tissues and even muscles and uh, when they when they're breaking down all the time and they're not getting rebuilt and repaired at night, not only can it cause a lot of damage, but it, it can make them weaker. So when they get strained... There, there's a lot, a greater chance for injury, yeah. and and I see that with a lot of people who deal with chronic injury, a lot of times they're severely catabolic. Yeah, I I would think, especially you know, as people get older, they can tend to tilt further into one, Im- or multiple imbalances, and their general recuperation time can slow down. I don't think um, that. It's just a matter of her like training longer or, you know, getting used to it because she, she's 50 and it sounds like she's kind of accustomed to working out and getting she's sore from it. 55. Right. So I don't I don't think she just needs to keep at it for another 10 years or so. And this will like that would just get better just through repetitive training and straight. Like I think she's very accustomed to like how she normally feels after workouts. And then lately, like how she's been feeling with like a deep ache in her joints. And I would say it's. It is probable that she's leaning towards a catabolic issue. And there may be some joint mechanic things going on too. Like if it's just, or if it's more like her right knee than her left, or like the outside of her right knee and the inside of her left, or if there's any sort of distinctions that she could make about that. Like, well, if I take my shoulder and I try to raise it up in this in this way, it right. hurts. But if it's, or, or is it just generally hurt all the time, no matter what I do with it, symmetrically everywhere? Um, that sort of distinction is important to help us figure out, is it a biomechanical issue or a biochemical issue? Right, because there's a lot to choose from. Uh, you know, one thing that we could just totally shot the dark, because she says that it's like I get all this pain, that it's not like in the muscles, it's just like, you know, it's like all over kind of pain. And one thing that could be interesting is that if, if she is overly anabolic, and that means that she's creating a lot of energy through fermentation and producing lactic acid all the time. So then if she went and worked out and created even more lactic acid with a workout, that excessive amount of lactic acid could create pain all over 
and she would have associated that with working out mm -hmm. even though it wasn't necessarily from the workout it was from uh, the chemicals that were created from the working out and that's that's really why it's so important not to take action based on symptoms right you know we we talk about that in our our health coach course and elsewhere where it's really important to understand there are multiple potential causes of same of similar symptoms like insomnia we talk about as an easy example there's like four or five very common biochemical potential contributing factors and you may have one or all of them or a couple of them yeah they could vary from time yeah. to time what's affecting what when right some of them are opposite so mm -hmm. you you want to look at what is going on in your case Julie so for us to just say oh yeah you're probably catabolic I don't know, not we, not necessarily though. So if you go about trying to fix that, you may push yourself further into an imbalance you're actually in. So go through the free digestive issues course. We have a kickinthenuts.com and figure out where your numbers are at. Are your numbers indicating you're leaning more catabolic or more yeah. anabolic or low blood pressure or what? Right. The fact that she asks, is it anabolic or catabolic, makes me think that she is probably leaning one way or the other. We just don't know what that is. But, um, you know, both of those things we just explained could contribute to that in different ways. So once you know if you're leaning in one direction, seeing if you can move in the other direction, then see if that improves the situation. And I kind of like what James said is, as far as, you know, don't, don't give up on it. Um, if there is a problem that's causing this issue now, that doesn't mean you can't do easier things for now. And maybe, maybe you're not doing as hard of a workout, but you can do something that makes you feel like, Okay, at least I'm doing something. Stretching. Yeah, so yeah, so that as you're working on whatever the physiological issue is, you're still in the motion of, okay, I'm not just sitting around doing nothing. Yeah. But if you don't know like catabolic or, or, or anabolic or whatever, you know that autoimmune thing you were telling me about the diet, that they take everything out to see what's causing inflammations and stuff? That's a possibility. We're going to talk about that some with some of these other oh. folks uh, that were more specific with that. But hers kind of came as a reaction to working out, which kind of makes you think that, uh, if the pain wasn't there and then all of a sudden it is after working out, that it would be one mm -hmm. of those other issues. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I and I think that's a good call. Of like, if I've had clients that have been in a catabolic state and they wanted to do personal training. I'm like, we're not going to be able to go. I'm not going to train you hard until we fix this because it's just going to wear you down. Right, you know? right. So pay me less money. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, Franklin, my doctor says my arthritis is just a result of aging. Cop out. Is there anything I can do to see improvement? You could not listen to your doctor. It would probably bring great improvement. I, just, <laughs> I think that's like the biggest myth because everybody always says, oh, this happens because you're getting old or all oh, this happens. So that puts it in our brain, kind of like that mind over matter thing that we were talking about. You remember episode. that from I last remember week? that. Yeah. I remember that. Because, you know, if you have that in your thoughts and that's your core belief that this just happens when you get older, that's going to happen when you get older. Yeah. And you're also going to be, uh, you're going to glaze over potential action you could take mm -hmm. because you've already categorized it as nothing you can do about it. Whereas if there's lots of potential action you could take to fix it and you have the mindset, what can I do? You know, you'll be much more likely to actually do those things and help yourself out. Right. So it's kind of like the genetic thing where if you think, oh, it's genetic, there's nothing I could do about it. I'll just take these drugs. Then you don't do anything to fix the underlying cause. Um, but one thing, Franklin, is listen to our arthritis episode. And we talk about a lot of different types of arthritis and how to look at your physiology to see uh, what steps might help you improve that? Because we see, we hear from a lot of people that improve 
arthritic type uh, situations and, and see improvement just through changing what they're eating, changing the way their body is processing what they're eating, fixing imbalances, all those things like working with your body. And also if you have um, like asymmetrical arthritis, like one knee hurts more than the other, one hip or one elbow, one shoulder, you can ask your doctor like, why is one knee older than the other? You know, it's like, it, you know, just the basic logic. Right. Both legs are the same age. <laughs> they just know. watch them sit there and go. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> and that was like my, my mentor with the posture therapy we would do would always like throw that back at clients. I think, I don't know. I just think I'm getting older. It's like, really? How much older is your right leg than your left? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, this was, this came out a couple of seconds before right. this one. Moving on. Amy from Los Angeles, California. My knees are sore, hurting all the time. I run anabolic and I've been taking MSM daily for about a month or so and not really feeling any difference. Makes working out, kneeling, walking up and down stairs all not enjoyable. 35 is too young for this. I also live in Los Angeles, California. Uh, ah, do you know Amy? I do. I do too. I, do. I know who ah. Amy is. Um, and Everybody knows Amy. And yeah. When we talked last episode about how an anabolic imbalance can create joint pain, um, it can also create tissue pain in different ways, but a lot of times the joint pain is from all the, a lot of the calcium that's getting pulled out of the tissues and it deposits in the joints and uh, can affect how that joint functions. So when there's a deposit like that, it's, it's hard. It's like a, a rock. It's like a formation on that bone or connective tissue or somewhere in there that's causing the problem. And... Taking MSM can start to move you out of that anabolic imbalance that is creating that situation. Uh, But that doesn't mean that MSM is going to go in and wipe out some type of uh, calcium deposit on a joint instantly. It takes time for that to start to melt down and the body to repair things properly. And usually uh, using MSM to improve joint pain takes longer than a month. I I don't know that I've seen a lot of people see improvement, uh, great improvement anyways, in the first month. Um, but if you move out of that anabolic imbalance and look at your numbers and, and look at the other symptoms that might be going on, am I still constipated? Do I get up to pee a lot at night? Or, uh, are my pH is still in an animal, anabolic zone? Um, look at all of those numbers to see uh, just because you took steps to improve the anabolic imbalance doesn't mean you've taken enough steps to improve your anabolic imbalance. You may need to still do more work to get your body in a position to where it can start to improve those type situations. So once you get enough into a catabolic state and the body can start breaking down tissues so that they can be rebuilt, then that's when a lot of those deposits can start to, you know, melt down and be removed. Yeah, I would think a big piece of the puzzle for Amy also could be her biomechanics. Like in, in issues of knee pain when you're running, She's just not really complaining of like other systemic, like, oh, my hands are all arthritic and that sort of thing. And she's kind of younger, too, so she's probably had less time in whatever imbalances she's in. Uh, usually, when you correct the, your movement patterns and the way your body is running and your overall posture, you'll be able to do these activities that doctors say you just won't be able to as you get older. Like, I am, I am more functional now than maybe I ever was, and maybe except for when I was an in, like a little kid and had never been injured yet, but I've, I've been through a lot of injuries and have no, at all, no symptoms remaining from any of them. And it's thanks to the alignment work that 
that I've learned. Do you want to explain for a little bit about what what uh, things that are misaligned, you know, how that even creates pain or what kind of problems that can create? Yeah, sure. So um, for let's just use the example of Amy with running. Most also, Amy says she runs anabolic. I don't know if that she's oh. actually running, but we can pretend that she's running for this example. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. Well, either way, most women. I totally misread that. <laughs> I run and I'm anabolic. No. <laughs> but most women tend to hyperextend their knees. It probably has something to do with just the hip structure being a little bit wider and the angle of the femur coming in. But most women stand with knees in hyperextension, and it causes the distribution of force to be less than optimal. So rather than, like say when you take a stride or a step, rather than the shock from the floor running up through your body being evenly distributed throughout the musculature, there is uh, there's an excessive amount of force and torque in angles and directions that, that cause certain aspects of the connected chain to receive a lot more of the stressor. And also usually in an angle that creates torque and damage as if like say you're opening a regular door that's on a hinge it's just like the door to get into your house but you try to open it by twisting it open from like pushing the top of the door and pulling the bottom of it down towards you and you're like why isn't it just going you're like well you're it's it's a hinge joint it's meant to like flex and extend it's not meant to like twist like a towel being wrung out right right but when we when our alignment is off, a lot of times the way that we run is asking the knee, which is like a hinge joint, uh, to also twist off its axis from which it's designed. And it can do that to a small degree, but it's not designed to do that with a whole bunch of force behind that twisting demand over and over and over and over again. And so we'll get pain in those areas, just like you would get damage in the door joint if you weren't moving it in the in the movement pattern that it's built for and with alignment stuff because a lot of people get a lot of back pain too is that a, a similar situation yeah it can be and you can see similar type of degeneration occurring to the vertebrae and the discs of the spine but a lot of the times and and also like the articulation of like the hip and are you the, saying the degeneration comes from the misalignment use of that yeah structure? so you can get right so you can get calcium deposits from like constant excitation you can also get friction which can which can cause the bones to grow more and change shape like a, think of like a bunion on your foot like a bone is growing there in response to the the pressure which creates an electric stimulus so the osteocytes will generate more bone matter there just from the stimulus yeah just like a just like a, a, a callus from weightlifting you grow more skin there and it's a different type of collagen that's created just ex like the like a bunion is exactly that and you can get bone spurs elsewhere like on your heel or even on vertebrae like the same kind of thing from compression and the electrical stimulus that stimulates the osteoblast to grow more cells or less cells if there's no pressure like an astronaut in space you'll get massive degeneration of those tissues because right. there's no demand for them there's no there's, use there's no electrical stimulus saying hey keep this area dense right so we'll see actual changes in bone formation from postural imbalances and they can change back just like a callus would go away if you stopped lifting weights it would go away over time same thing like bunions can change bone spurs can change um, so there's a lot of empowerment you can have over that and when you do correct your alignment a lot of the time the pain goes away significantly immediately like 
right after you get up from the exercise. And then sometimes there's more tissue irritation that'll take a little while to like calm down. But if you correct the movement pattern and the gravitational stress over usually a matter of a couple of weeks or days even, you'll feel a significant improvement. And it doesn't always have to do with like exercising or the way you walk or whatever. Like you could be sitting there on your knee watching TV with your foot up underneath you. And that's the way you sit and you think it's comfortable. But then it's making something weird happen with your knee and your alignment or the mm-hmm. way you sleep or hold your phone or sit at your desk. Michelle, pain in areas like joints and back that are not caused by any known injury. How do we know to treat with minerals, food, digestion, and how much is caused by poor alignment functional movement? Yeah, that's a kind of a tricky thing because, you know, either of those things can cause that problem. So I think when you're looking to figure out, okay, which one is it? Uh, if there's imbalances in your physiology, you want to improve those anyways. So I think the first step is to uh, do what you can to improve those issues. And and then how would somebody look at your uh, alignment? We forgot to talk about the videos and stuff. Yeah, so I... I mean, if you're not sure which one it is, definitely there's benefit to starting with both or to do both. Um, with the alignment stuff, the great thing about it is if that's the the cause in your case, the relief can be almost instant. Like right. as you do the exercise, you come back, you know, all of a sudden your back doesn't hurt like right away. If If you have the right exercises for you, a lot of cases can be like instant relief. And then through repetition of the exercises, your body learns the new pattern and, and it stays out of the, the postural imbalance that caused the pain. So there may be more fast reward bang for your buck if you, do, if you try the exercises. Um, and which exercises are right for you are as nuanced as diet. You know, it depends on your postural imbalances. So the type of alignment work that I found to be most useful when I used to have pain and, and that I've done as a practitioner is uh, from a man named Pete Egoscu, who created this method after he was shot in Vietnam and had horrible sciatic pain and leg and back pain uh, from the injury. And through his own uh, exploration of corrective exercise, found that if he could correct his posture the way his body naturally held itself, then his pain disappeared and his functionality returned. So it's all based on the basic anatomy and structural alignment of the human skeleton and joints and using exercises to correct the specific postural imbalances in each case, which has a very similar line of thinking to all the biochemistry and nutrition work that we do, where you may have back pain for very different postural reasons than someone else. And the stuff that they do may make your pain worse. Likewise, with nutrition... You may have, like, you know, arthritis for a very different reason, maybe the opposite reason from someone else. So you've got to look at the individual. And I actually created a, uh, so check out the Pete Egoscu has a, a website, uh, the Egoscu Method, which is spelled uh, E G O S C U E. So it's just named after him, the Egoscu Method.com. And he has lots of clinics all over the, all over the world. And he has a, a book called Pain Free, which is great. I also created a, a, a website called smartyogaforpainrelief.com. I don't even know if I've mentioned that before. I don't know if we have either. No. Yeah. So, but I wouldn't remember if you had. Probably. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just, even earlier today. <laughs> yeah. <she would> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, what did you just say? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's this website. <laughs> it's like talking to a goldfish. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, so it's smartyogaforpainrelief.com. 
takes everything that I learned from the Agoski method and teaches an individual how to, what ideal alignment looks like. It teaches them how to assess their own posture and, and correct or identify what postural imbalances are present in their case. And then once you do that, you can just click on the images that look like your imbalances. and It'll take you directly to a series of exercises you can do to correct those imbalances. So that's pretty fancy. And you also have mybodyofknowledge.net. Yeah. Search pain. Yeah. So mybodyofknowledge.net, there's, uh, if you just type in um, pain into the search box, it'll bring up uh, this whole explanation of, of posture pain and performance and functionality and how that's all connected, as well as there's some pain relief videos there. So just like in uh, in Pete Goscue's book, Pain Free, he has, um, he has like, He's explained the foundation of this method, and he also has provided a few different uh, series of exercises in, in images and written text that you generally do if you have like elbow pain or ankle pain or knee pain. But he's keeping it simple for like the layperson to just, okay, if I have back pain, I'll try these three exercises. But at the heart of the method, really, when you get into it, and the benefit of either working with a practitioner or using the Smart Yoga for Pain Relief uh, website is you get to address not just, oh, my back hurts, let me do the back pain. It's, it's like, oh, I'm stuck in like upper back, like forward flexion or lower dosis or I have an elevated hip. And that is where you're really going to get at the heart of correcting your imbalances and relieving your pain. Because it's not just about, oh, my elbow hurts, what should I do? It's like, what's off in your posture? So right. the program that I created online will help you identify those specific postural imbalances, not just pain areas, but postural imbalances, and then we'll take you through, in video, through a series of exercises designed to correct that particular postural imbalance or that particular set of postural imbalances. So that's, that's some tools that Michelle can use, but yeah, Michelle, you're right in that, you know, how do I know which thing is causing it? You, you sort of don't, and that kind of goes along with everything that we do. We don't look at, okay, here's an imbalance and it's causing this. You know, even with something like anxiety, we don't say, uh, if somebody's over anabolic, that's causing them to cause, to have anxiety. It's just that that's common. And when you understand how uh, an overly anabolic state creates too much lactic acid and lactic acid being high can cause anxiety, that makes sense. But And so what you do is you just try to work through that imbalance, see if you can create some improvement. But that doesn't mean that there's not something else causing anxiety too. So it's, it's the same here. Um, it, it, you just kind of see what you can improve and see where um, the improvements take you, if they actually improve the symptoms or not. Cool. Jim from Fort Myers, Florida. My tendonitis seems to show randomly. What can I do about that? So tendonitis is, is an interesting thing um, because when someone has it, it's like, oh, man, it's horrible today. Why wasn't it horrible Thursday or something like that? And a, a lot of times... Uh, tendonitis can be caused by a reaction to foods. Um, and you may be, you know, like I think nightshades is one that causes it for a lot of people. Uh, so um, one thing you could do with tendonitis is to do the, the Paleo AIP uh, program. And if you go to kickitinthenuts.com and the search box, search for remove the trouble. And I put the new chapter from Kick Your Fat in the Nuts on the site so anybody can see it. And it kind of walks you through how to remove the foods that cause trouble for a lot of people and do it for a month. And if you improve, 
then uh, and the tendonitis goes away, you can put those foods back in one at a time um, until one starts to cause the trouble again, and you can figure out what it is. Are there other things that you see causing tendonitis too? Yeah. Um, joint mechanics are huge things. A lot of times we'll think about uh, elbows like are a common area where people have issues with their tendons and the movement patterns and tension patterns throughout the body, especially related to the shoulder and what muscles are. If your back is out of alignment and the shoulder's in a different position, it can create muscular tension that runs all the way down the arm and causes problems throughout the joints of the, the hand, the wrist, and the elbow. So you can look at like, it. did you do any different activity, even if it was driving in your car or you you didn't maybe your elbow doesn't seem to hurt that or your tendon doesn't seem to hurt that much when you have the weekend off and you're just out hiking but it does when you're at work you know are you doing different activities that are that are re-stimulating that movement pattern that's irritating to it um but i would i would try to look beyond just the tendon uh, uh, when you're looking at the body chemistry then there could be things that are directly impacting the cells of the tendon that are causing them to uh-huh. function differently. But when you're looking at the the biomechanics of it, you want to always look at the whole the whole system. The body moves as a unit. So if one hip is out, it can change the curvature of the spine, which changes the position of the shoulder, which changes the articulation of the elbow. So you want to focus on the whole posture and correcting whatever imbalances that are there. For example, I partially dislocated my shoulder once upon a time in a in a elbowing a heavy punching bag in a workout, and the shoulder had problems for a while. But then all of a sudden, my elbow started to get insane pain. I'd never bumped, I'd never like at all injured my elbow. I never played tennis. It was my right elbow, which is I'm, I'm left-handed, so I use that arm way less. But it was directly connected to the change in shoulder position and the tension oh, yeah. muscles there. So, but it would it would be insane pain. I'd pick up like a five-pound dumbbell, and my elbow would hurt like crazy. And like, what happened? But it was all it was all connected in those kinetic chains. So, um, I would look at that. And then there's other. Um, environmental factors like the amount of humidity and air pressure that can change with weather or elevation and that can also affect uh, issues of inflammation and amount of pain that an individual with tendonitis or arthritis could feel interesting how do like pinch nerves and stuff like that go into it because a lot of times i'll have like electricity or Mm. pins and needles or things like that in certain parts yeah when certain muscles are stuck in tension that can restrict blood flow or irritate nerves and cause it and to, that's probably more digestion uh, or, it, or both it could be it could be either or like i used to have really crazy tingling pain mm-hmm, and i did that too and that was related to for me my nervous system being super tweaked and my blood chemistry being too alkaline um so that was a cause for me but for other people it has to do with like uh trap tension like their their shoulders are just constantly inflection because of their their posture and they're mm-hmm. they've just learned to keep constant contraction there and that can irritate the nerve cells directly and can also restrict blood flow so that can create that sense of tingling okay. so simmer down yeah i bet that one's a big one for me because you've even told me about my posture being yeah. you know like that sue my arthritis showed up five years ago about when my insomnia did is it lack of sleep causing the arthritis that's interesting and you know, I, I bet that it's not, you know, even though sleep is very important, can cause a lot of trouble, I bet that an underlying cause is causing both of those mm-hmm. issues, mm-hmm. you know, depending on what it is. I think that's an opportunity to look at your chemistry, 
because insomnia can be caused by an overly catabolic situation and uh, you know electrolyte deficient issue. Those are the two most common, and those both of those issues can also certainly cause arthritis. So I'd be interested to see you know look at your physiology uh, if if one of those imbalances really jumps out and screams, and if you improve that imbalance. Does your insomnia improve, and would that help your arthritis too? We have a whole podcast on insomnia too and arthritis. So, so get get to work on those. Listen to those, Holly from Colorado Springs, Colorado. How to treat my fibromyalgia flare-ups and trying to eat clean. I never know what my whatever fibromyalgia really is. It's just pain. Yeah, it's it's a chronic pain situation, and it's very real, and it can be very severe, and they can. The problem is that there's so many different underlying causes to it. In the beginning, especially of last week's episode, we talked a lot about, um, you know, nerves frying in acidity or alkalinity. And that can be the cause of a lot of people's pain that's fibromyalgia-like. Yeah. Yeah, when you have systemic tissue pain or tension or tingling, you you want to look at the body chemistry a lot and see what's what's off in that. So, um, what, and just to clarify, fibromyalgia means soft tissue pain. Mm. So, you go into the doctor saying, oh, I don't know, it's just my muscles and joints, they just ache everywhere, and they're like, Oh, you have fibromyalgia, fibromyalgia. which is exactly what you just said. Yeah, <laughs> soft. <laughs> you know. That'll be nine thousand dollars. <laughs> right. So yeah, you want to get. But I've I've had lots of clients um, that came to me in posture therapy sessions saying they, they were diagnosed with fibromyalgia but really like and what was going on was like they were in constant tension because they were like super hunched over so like they had all like all their traps and back muscles uh all their hamstrings all their posterior chain was was constantly flexed in chronic tension and it and it wore on them so there was an element of posture correction necessary for even that case and there's probably also a lot that those individuals could do on the nutrition side as well to like help. Right. And one thing that's really important for Holly is, you know, she says she has flare ups. So when you have a flare up, that's you that's when you want to know where is my chemistry mm. at that time. So take all the measurements that you can while you're in that flare up so that you can get an idea of where is my body when it's when it's in this state and uh, and listen to the beginning of the first week last week to understand you know how an anabolic or catabolic imbalance can change the pH of the tissues around the cells or in affecting the nerves and um, because if those nerves are frying in either acidity or alkalinity you're really gonna feel that like nerves are like you really feel those and that's what you feel right <laughs> so so if there's damage being done to those or they're in an uncomfortable state it's really gonna affect you so uh, look at those issues to see if you're extreme in one situation because improving that could really make a difference. Yeah, and if you if you don't know what Tony means by where your chemistry's at, there's a lot of different uh, self-tests that we teach people how to do in the free digestive issues course we have at kickitinthenuts.com. And there, if you go through those, you'll be able to roughly figure out where your body chemistry is in and out of balance and also use those as markers for instances when you have... Uh, flare-ups right and holly today all of our listeners can get a free audiobook from audible.com just go to kickitinthenuts.com forward slash audiobook for details so you can get tony's book um there and then you can also learn about tests yeah and it's free 
All right, Lynn, Hamilton, Ontario. I broke my patella in half 15 years ago. The pain has been nonstop. I have tried taking pills that don't help and cause me to have an upset stomach. Tried creams with no relief. I have been taking an extremely hot, uh, extremely hot bath to try and relieve some pain. What can I do to be pain-free? Is being pain-free even possible? That's that hurts just to think about. Yeah. Uh, oh, ow. Breaking, yeah, breaking that in half. I mean, I would, I would definitely say you should have surgery. If it's if it hasn't healed already to like correct it, like if they can put pins in it to like, maybe maybe it uh, obviously it was a while ago, but I don't know what the structural anatomical state of her patella is right now. If the bone is healed though, whether through pins or just naturally through putting it in a cast, there's definitely going to be uh, exercise therapy work that you can do to help fix it, whether it's normal physical therapy or the stuff I talked about on Smart Yoga for pain relief. And or the Agoski method, something like that, though, to help try to re-pattern the leg to move in the way it's designed to move again and re-strengthen all the, the muscles and coordinations that will help the knee track correctly. His bones heal within weeks or so, so it shouldn't necessarily be that problem. If the bone healed correctly, you probably should be able to restore proper function and uh, have a pain-free leg but it's going to take some work to correct the movement patterns. And even though it was a long time ago, you can still train your body new movement patterns. So don't think that you, you can't can make progress. You can teach an old dog new tricks. You, you can. can. Yeah, you know what else is interesting with Lynn is, um, you know, when someone has, uh, you know, a de- you know, damage like that or, and they have some type of surgery to repair it, it, it kind of, you don't really know what went on in that surgery. You don't know how well they did it. They don't know if they put it back in a way that's uh, in impinging some type of movement or creating the pain um there's no way to really know that but uh, at the same time you have to wonder if all of the work that went into fixing that created some type of imbalance and then all the medications that she used to deal with that pain and the creams and all those kind of things um could be creating some type of imbalance to where because when a body when a part of the body is injured and say there's something in the body that's creating inflammation, a lot of times the inflammation will go to that weakened area that had the problem before, and the person thinks that, oh, it's just this has never healed. But the reality is that other problems have come about, and that's just the area that has uh, manifested the the symptom because it was a weaker area. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like the body tries to send things there to help it and repair it, but that can result in... The inflammation. Yeah, absolutely. I have a really good example of that is a an older woman client I have who's in her mid seventies or so, and she's had four or six surgeries on her foot, like a metatarsal and toe, and she's she's constantly complaining about nerve pain in that area and feels like the surgeries were botched and all these things. But she has a bunch of other issues. Like she's had cancer. She has known hypercalcemia. I believe she has like. Well, from looking at her, she had no protein absorption, very low blood pressure, a lot of body chemistry imbalances, and an underactive thyroid. And all these things create inflammation. And all these things create those nerves to swell and, and the body to not be able to heal well. So she was just blaming surgeries and super angry at these doctors. And they keep like reopening her foot and doing scopes and things like that to see what's going on. But she found that if she wore these compression socks... Her pain was like dramatically released, and sometimes she was pain-free. 
Wow. So, and because there was a lot of inflammation in the area. And when you're, when you don't have any protein, your endocrine system is in running riot and your low blood pressure and have all these calcium issues, your body's not going to be able to handle uh, regular cell metabolism and it's going to have a lot of inflammation <clears throat> problems. So these compression socks that diabetics wear <coughs> relieved a lot of the pain for her. And she even had some pain-free days. And a really important thing to remember is if you are dealing with chronic pain in like an area and you have even one day or even an hour of pain-freeness and you're like you're using the joint and it doesn't hurt mm -hmm. that means it's not broken right there's something that's happening at that time and if there's a way that you can figure out how to make it always be like yeah at that moment uh you're golden right which is the super magic of whether it's nutritional or say you just did a couple alignment exercises and it changed the movement pattern right away it could all of a sudden not hurt and if you know that hey like yeah, I was in a car accident and ever since then my knee or my back has really hurt, but I did this series of stretches and I got up and all of a sudden it didn't hurt. You know, like logically, your anatomy is okay. Right. It's, it's just a pattern that you've got to retrain. Right. So I don't think that, you know, as frustrated as Lynn, I'm sure, has been after 15 years, I don't think that it's, you need to feel like you can never fix this. There's a, there's kind of a lot of options. Um you never even know, especially when you look at what happened with the surgery. For one thing, it was 15 years ago, so uh, technology was very different. You may be able to see someone now to get a second opinion, and they look at that and they're like, oh, yeah, we used to do knee sur this kind of surgeries by holding it together with a protractor or something. You know, they, they, they could have done something that, that just they know doesn't work well anymore, but it was a long time ago. So um, that's one thing, but also... If you look at, uh, there may be some major imbalances going on in your body that are it's creating inflammation, and it just happens to show up there. So if you look at your physiology, um, you can see if you can improve some stuff, and then also doing some type of therapy to see if uh, whatever structure changed in that surgery, if you had a surgery, um, can can therapy change the way that it's moving. Mm -hmm. All right, last one. Todd, Panorama Village, Texas. I have learned that I am going to use pain as a tool. I have had cluster headache syndrome since the age of nine. I will be 45 this October. I have had my spine broken twice in five places, 28 broken bones and seven herniated discs. Pain controlled every moment of my life until I changed my way of thinking. I have to stay focused on the positive, even if it's the fact that I'm alive. Way to go, Todd. That goes back to our... Your mind's so powerful. Thing. Right, that kind of, we, we did say that last week. and uh, I actually remembered it. That's really crazy that you did, but <laughs> that's true. You know, a lot of people just focus on what's wrong, and, and for a lot of situations, that just creates more stuff that's wrong. If you can find a way to focus on something good, that's a great thing, but I'd also want you to listen to our headaches episode. A lot of people that are diagnosed with specific types of headaches and say that this is just what you got, um, when they start looking at physiology, they can do make some a lot of improvements for headaches. Mm -hmm. And Will's posture stuff could probably help with the others. Yeah, you know? possibly. I mean, I do really appreciate the just the perspective he's sharing. There. Right, like it's, it's a big yeah. deal. It's it huge. really counts. It it was a turning point for me too when I had this mysterious body pain. I hadn't yet found out any body chemistry nutritional solution to it, but I went to like a self help program. That helped me change my perspective with it. And then with that, all of a sudden, like, 
opportunities to like research further or answers started showing yeah. up and yeah he, like people like doctors that i went to that provided information that led to like all of that was enabled by a shift in perspective of what does this pain mean to me is it you know and it exactly. changed to just it's not debilitating it's a signal you know it's like oh it's information you right know? and with that i could start to take action all right. Well, if you want to learn how to look at your own body chemistry, you can read any of Tony's books or take the free four-week digestion course at kickitinthenuts.com. Also, if you find this information wonderful and you want to become a health coach or just dig into more stuff for yourself or your family, you can go to healthprocourse.com to learn more about how to become a health coach. And uh, go over to willsmybodyof.net. MyBodyOfKnowledge.net. And what was the other one? Smart Yoga for Healing? No, SmartYogaForPainRelief.com. Yeah, I had it too. Yeah, check that out if you're having any of these pains. And, you know, he's great with all that stuff. And you can really learn some great exercises for your particular problem. And we'll talk to you next week when we we talk about sheep. Okay, cool. (laughs) Learn more about today's topic by becoming a KIY member and gain access to our members-only podcast episodes. That's where we dig deeper into each topic and share the secrets that help our clients and coaches see such amazing results. You'll also gain access to our private support group where you can ask us questions when you get stuck. It's only $9 a month and you get free shipping at naturalreference.com, which can save you like $9 a month. So do the math and join the Kick It Yourself KIY gang. Go to kickitnaturally.com forward slash KIY and we'll see you on the inside.